Hello, Guardians. Today is September 22nd, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Thanks so much for listening to the show. My name's Dan Finity. I will be your host uh, for this show, probably always. Today, you have a little bit of a different show. I am currently off gallivanting around Europe and the UK, but you know, I still wanted to put out some episodes for you guys while I'm away. This week, you get a greatest hits episode. So what I've done with this episode is, is kind of go in to several different episodes that I remember having really good feelings about uh, during the conversation and taking those, putting them together, compiling them all in one piece uh, for you to listen to. And I hope that you enjoy them. A quick note, this is a greatest hits of a podcast and sometimes uh, information gets a little old. So occasionally you will hear viewpoints here that aren't so evergreen and maybe are tied to a certain season or to a certain uh, issue in the game at the time that it was recorded. But I still felt like there was enough meat on the bone to turn over in conversation uh, that it would be worthwhile to include in this episode. Without any further ado, let's kick things off with uh, Ren Vixen. Well, welcome in. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for joining uh, up with with me today. I'm like I apologized already <laughs> early earlier in our no, conversation no, 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 before no. record. It never happened. It yeah, never, never happened. it never happened. As a matter of fact, I'm cutting it out right now. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm apologizing for either. Nope. So that's all right. It makes it just, funnier that way. We're just gonna leave it up in the air. <laughs> we're just gonna leave it up to their imaginations. Which, dear God, what hot tea is oh behind the fucking God. curtain? Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> Somebody will throw this in a twit longer. Anyways, thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. to be. So, Rin. Uh, why, mm-hmm. why don't you, uh, introduce yourself to the audience? Cause there's a, like, I, I see the metrics. I see the numbers. Sometimes people mm. don't make it all the way to the end of the episode to find out where people can find you. So that's true. Why don't you tell the fine people at home where they can find you on the internet and what you do in the destiny community? Uh, well, I mean, Ren underscore fiction is the handle. Uh, I am literally the only thing that shows up on Google. So like, if you look that up, it's just, that's me. Um, in terms of like what I do, I kind of operate under the idea that like if I'm not having fun, I can't expect other people to have fun. So right. like the majority of what I end up doing is just like streaming and then, you know, I've been dabbling here and there and putting like VODs and stuff on YouTube because, you yeah, know, the grind and all that uh-huh. shit. But yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That That's kind of that's kind of how, I saw, how I've always operated is that like I just want to put good out into the world and um be my stupid self in whatever medium that takes place on whatever canvas that takes place. Um, and yeah. And in terms of like the destiny side of things, um, mm-hmm. I've always, I've always had a bit of an interesting relationship with the game because like, would you, I, be, a, I, would you be a destiny player any other way? Um, no, <laughs> 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 uh, we're tangenting here, but like, I, so I used to play World of Warcraft for like eight years. Um, mm-hmm. I started way, way, way fucking back in the day. This is like maybe like a couple months before 
um, Cataclysm came out. Okay. And over the years that I played WoW, um, I I competed at like the like the the higher end of uh, like the rating scene, right? So um, I was in guilds that would compete within like the top fifty um, world, top twenty US. That like that kind of mm-hmm. um, like high intensity, like on the grindstone every single day, kind of a thing. Um, and because of the time that I spent in that, I got a taste for the sweatiest of the sweat, mm-hmm. right? And I'm I'm telling you now, right now, there is like people think that like crucible like sweat lords are sweaty and that like pve sweat lords are sweaty in in like destiny you will never come close to the fucking track suit on a bicycle riding for 80 fucking hours straight pool under your ass cheeks level of sweat that comes from the wow grind right mm-hmm. and and the way that people kind of approach it so um because i kind of went through that whole process I got very turned off to the idea of like doing the thing that is the most meta because that's what I was forced to do for like yeah. a long fucking time. Um, and I, it's one of the reasons why I quit that game is because I just got tired of it. And mm-hmm. so like when I went to destiny, there was part of my brain that was like, I want to min max everything. I want to get the best of the best of all the loot. And then, you know, slap it on my character um, and go ham. But what ended up happening was over time, I kind of realized that the loot at the end of the day, outside of exotics, because they are like the the pinnacle of the loot thing, and they do something profound in the in the uh, the meta or in the sandbox rather. Um, there is functionally no difference between a Kavostov and a um, oh my god, I'm I'm having a blank here, gnawing hunger. Mm-hmm. There's effectively no difference, like. Yes, you could argue, oh, well, it kills better. It gives you your grenade back. And, like, you you are correct in that fact. But what I'm talking about is when you're going into any activity, right, outside of, like, uh, excessive build crafting, which, as it is now, is f- far better than what it, is, what it was prior to, you know, the, the Lightfall changes as mm-hmm. well as the... Um, the uh not change excuse me the introduction of strand and then also the 3.0 changes to the the subclasses prior um there was no functional difference between a kvostov and a knowing hunger except it might be able to kill stuff a little bit faster Mm -hmm. right and because there weren't really a lot of utility perks at the time um i lost all sort of care for the like the high tier cream of the crop five of the five you know um god roll chase yeah um and so because i kind of came at it from that angle and i've always operated under the idea of i'm gonna have fun with this video game which by the way i don't know if you know this dan video games are supposed to be fun oh my god hold on wait a minute you mean that this pixel world that i've been a part of for like around seven years it is supposed to be fun yes you're supposed to have fun with i know it's a wild concept ren you just changed my entire life I, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like my my whole approach has been like fun first, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, in addition to that, though, there is a side of accessibility that kind of comes along with um, with the game, especially for newer players. Yeah. And when I first started um, streaming, which is about two years ago, um, my primary thing was doing Destiny and specifically helping people do things that they haven't been able to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And when I was doing these things, it was always from the lens of, I am going to purposely fuck over my loadout as much as I possibly can to prove that you don't need the best of the best. Mm, okay. And you don't need the meta. Now, does the meta have a place? Absolutely. I'm not stupid. I know that like there are things that are uncontested levels of better like love like they're they're just better in terms of like their overall efficacy is for what they do right? right um and each one has their own time in the spotlight like rockets or grenade launchers and fucking crown of sorrow or um you know the mountaintop recluse meta like all that shit were they outliers in like their overall power well, duh because pinnacle weapons are just a problem but that's a totally different topic <laughs> right. um but at its core, you can solo flawless a dungeon with a Kvostov and a harsh language and the green rocket launcher that you get from the starting Cosmodrome section. Mm -hmm. And because you can do that, it it kind of removes, I guess, that... Um, well, not removes, but it, it challenges the idea of what the the general... Uh, player base seems to have in that like okay you need to have this weapon and this weapon and right. this weapon in order to be a part of our group which I have always despised yeah do you um, have Yellowhorn yeah it, it's the do you have Yellowhorn um, conundrum right and like again and that carried over in, in World of Warcraft too like are you a demonology warlock you know like if you were an affliction nobody fucking wanted you mm -hmm. um, so like it's it's something that I've always been kind of like annoyed with um, but there's no real way to challenge it outside of proving it because people don't like you can say that you don't need this, but mm -hmm. it doesn't actually connect until you see someone do it without those things. Right. Right. Um, and so that's kind of been my my whole relationship with Destiny was um, doing hard mode content and proving to people that you don't need the best of the best shit to get stuff done. Because so many people turn like they, they convince themselves that they can't do these things because they don't have these tools right it's like well you can do them and it is it is possible it's going to take longer yeah it might be a little but tougher. it's possible mm -hmm. and it, yeah there might be a little bit uh there might be a a bit of an, an issue where you know like you have to go a little bit more harder into getting over that hurdle but at the same time um there are there are stepping stones in destiny that do allow people to sort of navigate the the power systems within the the weapon sandbox right in mm -hmm. um in like the the free acquisition of uh certain exotics like risk runner right i stand by the fact that risk runner is one of if not the most powerful primary in the game oh yeah just from like in terms the damage of its reduction overall, that you can get mm -hmm, from the damage arcanes? reduction and the utility that it provides for mm -hmm. just like uh the the level of ad clear that it can get like it can chew through fucking anything and all you got to do is throw a grenade at your feet like th that's that's the condition you don't even need to really kill anything with it like mm -hmm. you, you hit something with your feet and you're good to go ready and ready to rock and, and murder pretty much anything in in, <laughs> in front of you mm -hmm. um and so part of the dialogue for me has always been like sure you can do these things with with no tools but that's not the actual like reality of the situation most people, when they start Destiny, they get a couple of tools. Mm -hmm. And some of those tools are Risk Runner um, or the Chaperone or Sweet Business. Um, and I've, I haven't really done the New Light 
journey since mm-hmm. it was reworked. So I don't know if there was anything that was added to it, but even within those few things, um, you do have a lot of agency uh, to tackle certain obstacles. And um, I don't know, I just think it's important for people to recognize that you don't need the best of the best. Yeah. That's it. That Because mo- at the end of the day, it's a video game. Uh, Oscar Mike asks, why is the concept of challenge in Destiny, in quotes, uh, not based more on the builds you're running, but the difficulty of the content? So meta builds lower the difficulty, but it seems like people are averse to going off meta to create challenge. I think in I part... Think- it's because Bungie has been like, you've got to be this tall to ride. It's it's the it sets it, it's it sets the floor for like these are the requirements. Like yeah, you meet these requirements. This is the challenge requirements. If you can make it easier by running a meta build, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what they're there for. They're they're there to make your life easier. I mean that's why that's why build crafting exists in any in any game in any MMO. It allows you to do your job or uh, use that not as a not as an actual like official yeah. job, but like to do your job better. Uh, whether that be to you know do damage, clear ads, survive, um, the builds are just there as a tool to allow you to meet the challenge floor. Um, so I mean, yeah, meta builds lower the difficulty. That's that's just kind of mm-hmm. that's just how it is. I think a lot of that too depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's 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 a mindset. So whether you want to be as efficient as possible, or whether you want to challenge yourself and have fun. Um, yeah, I'll use uh, that that Oryx checkpoint on Saturday night with uh, Bruno and Bergen. Like Bergen was on a well warlock. Bruno and I were both on warlocks, but we were both on void. I was running nothing manacles, which people still are like, "Why the hell are you doing that?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hey, I get two weakened grenades. That means we don't have to run div. I got you through the whole damage phase, so I can chuck one at the beginning. I can chuck one halfway through, and we've got 15% weakened the entire time." Um, and it's it's off meta because people would just be like, oh, we'll just bring a div. Like div's easy. Well, yeah, you know, in a low man, you gotta you gotta kind of shift things up because every little bit, every every gun matters. Every little mm-hmm. bit of damage matters. Um, yeah, it's it, it comes full circle that mindset of you know people wanting to be as efficient as possible. Um, and if people just want to get stuff done, mm-hmm. I mean, we're at the point we're in. What Destiny came out in twenty fourteen, so we're rapidly approaching year ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I think less and less people are playing the game for fun mm-hmm. in a weird way. Um, less and less people are playing it for fun or because they enjoy like that aspect of the game and more people are playing it for like, let me get my stuff and get out. Yeah. And I think that drives a lot of that. Mm. I, th- I feel like a- another part of this is also like you have a lot, we have a lot of higher tier players in destiny too. And like a lot of, a lot of you guys have like shown up on the show and like we've talked and everything. And like, I feel like we have this raid race coming up on Friday. You're kind of locked into a handful of things in order to even be competitive for the race. If you're like, if you're going for that number one spot. And so I think a lot of that kind of seeps into your, your, your mindset of like, well, I'm locked into this. And I have to play this in order to achieve the thing that I want. And you're probably playing that a lot and you're probably practicing with it a lot. And so that's all you're seeing when you're doing that. It's got to feel like you're eating the same meal every day, like for three squares, right? Like it does. Yeah. yeah. So hundred percent that hits the nail on the head. I mean, for, for, and I'll speak for myself, not, not for anybody else, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm, 
when I'm rating or like using, using the day one as an example, like, you know, using the absolute best, you know, best in slot meta stuff as much as I can, um, because that's, that's, that is the time for it. That's, you know, it, 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 for anybody that's going for, you know, either going for the belt or going for good placements, like they're going to, they're going to use everything they can. Um, and then after the fact, it's like, okay, do I want to, do I want to shift my mindset? Do I want to go back to having fun or do I want to go through and get these done as efficiently as possible? So, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, if you're running raid Sherpas and there's people, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever you think about it, there's people that are just trying to get people through raids as quickly as they can to puff their numbers or to look better. Or there's people that want to do that because they genuinely enjoy helping people in the community. Um, you know, that's when we start to see the mindset mindset kind of shift a little bit and, and spread out a little bit. It's like, okay, how are we, you know, do you want to be that person that stresses out about sweating it out and using every single optimal thing you can? Or do you mm-hmm. want to kind of do well, but have some fun? Yeah. Because again, and I hate, I hate saying this because I do sound like a broken record, but it, it, it's true. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a video game. Mm-hmm. Have some freaking fun with it. Like it's not there are there there is a fraction of a percentage of people that get played that get paid to play video games in life. If you're not getting paid, chill out, like mm-hmm. relax. It's not the end of the day. How are you yes. feeling about how are you feeling about destiny right now? Post like lightfall, like during season of the deep. I know you've been playing a lot of variety stuff and like yeah. your but your home is in destiny. Like you still play yeah, well, I love the place. I love the story, so I like to come back for the story beats yeah. uh, of the content. My, uh, I I really loved Lightfall. Um, mm. I know that that I might be in the uh, not not being the majority in that, but I thought Lightfall was really fun. I really like how they're evolving the story. Um, I, we are at the point of of the the storytelling arc where we have we have hit rising action and we are starting to enter the conclusion phase of the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start getting answers to questions, and uh, I think that you know it's going to be tough. I'm glad I'm not in Bungie's shoes. It's hard to deliver on a, a decade long narrative and yeah. and uh, have a conclusion that everyone's happy with. Uh, I think things are interesting from a narrative standpoint. I think that uh having the bad guy or the the bad perspective in the game or the one that we've been presented as fighting against the whole time you know the witness's entire orientation is to simply impose meaning on the universe which is like to me it was a it's very bizarre choice because Mm -hmm. usually the search for meaning is the thing in in the journey that you bring back as an individual and you're like oh my god i found my meaning and now i can like share it um so I'm super curious about where that's going, but mm-hmm. in general, like I, uh, I still love the game. I think it's fun. I love the gunplay as always. Mm-hmm. It's always what pulls me back in. Um, seasonal activity is super fun, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the next two seasons and uh, final shape. And they're already saying these next seasons are going to start introducing characters and concepts that are going to transcend the conclusion of the light and dark saga. Yeah. So it's like what's next i'm i'm curious but i i definitely say that i'm more uh i'm more invested solely on the uh the narrative side now mm-hmm. um than i am like on the the day-to-day gameplay mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i i'm burned out on that but i think i was burned out on that a long time ago uh, yeah ages ago you know if you want to talk about things that i've grown in the past you know five years yeah. like a, like learning to recognize like oh no i'm not angry at bungie i am personally exhausted yeah 
<laughs> um, and I would, I would highly recommend that if you're a content creator, that you take a moment, take a beat, take a breath, chill out, get a seven up, like whatever, yeah. uh, you know, like, but, but, um, recognize, uh, that our opinions as content creators are, I might get blown up for this asynchronous mm. with a lot of the people who play the game consistently. I say this because I yeah. have friends who are not online at all for any of this discourse. Um, uh, you know, like some of my friends from St. Louis, these people that I've known for a long time at this point, they still play the game every day and they're, they are fucking ecstatic constantly with the new content that's coming out of the game. And they only play about 10 hours a week. Um, yeah. And creating a product's about knowing your core audience. That's a core audience. People yeah. who play 10 hours a week, there's always stuff to do in destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that's for better or for worse, but you know, I don't think most games are designed to be played for 80 hours a week. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. tough. All right. Sorry. Yeah, destiny community. I'm going to make sure I turn off my Twitter for the next five days. You'll be, you'll be fine. You'll, like, we, we, <laughs> I don't really gonna, care anymore. <laughs> like, I think I, you'll be, you'll be fine. I've always maintained uh, that we're, we're the atypical players in all of this. Like, yeah. We we're constantly when you're trying to make content out of the thing, you are going to see the cracks where where you're going to see cracks where there are cracks and where you think yeah. there are cracks. And yeah. So like you're going to be loud about those things, especially when you make, you know, when you make content for fun and for fun and money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah. So um I, I know you just said like the loot grind was like kind of burnt you out. <laughs> You've been burnt out sure. on that for a while, but what are you having fun with? Like what weapons oh, in the game are you enjoying? I mean, you know, I, I always love when they pull in like the, the new exotic quest was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been addicted to the Quicksilver auto rifle. I have to force myself to play with other weapons. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been that's been my go-to since they released that thing. Even before they buffed it, I was like, I don't care if it's crap. <laughs> it shoots rockets and grenades. I'm done. Yeah, like, uh, that's good for me. I'm happy. It's a Borderlands then, gun in Destiny Two. It's definitely a Borderlands gun. Yeah, it's the most yeah. Borderlands ass gun. Uh, and then the synergy with um with the like strand subclass stuff. It was it was mm -hmm. amazing. You know. Yeah, I really liked it. Incredible. Yeah, I, I, I want Ark to be around. stronger. Which is like probably not the thing to say, but like I want my little charge punch to like I want everything to die. Yeah, uh, and I got I got my perfectly rolled point contact brace to like prep for the season. I'll, I'm gonna be super transparent. And then, then the first time I I fucking used that thing and it didn't obliterate everything in front of me, I was like, mm, uh, maybe I'll skip this season. <laughs> so I really wanted to be Thor. I've been bouncing around as as a hunter, just smacking everything in the face and like yeah. either going invisible yeah. or destroying everything in the room so i understand your need for arc yeah to be powerful um what we have the reveal coming up in august right what are you and like what are you excited to see what do you want to see out Ooh. of that reveal is that the same day as the marathon stuff too it's august like, 22nd yeah it's august 22nd so they're probably doubling up that day just like their own I would imagine video. the whole thing's going to be like a bungee showcase and since yeah. they're now a multi IP studio uh which I you know is awesome. It's great. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh I I think that by the time we get to the reveal we're probably going to know a little bit more about the story and they're going to set up the final conflict. That's mm -hmm. like that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting them to show us either how we're going to fight or run away from Zivu Roth 
because I'm not, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fairly convinced that fighting's not the right play. Uh, yeah. Because if you fight, it makes her stronger. She wins. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to learn how to operate in a different way. Um, uh, so, you know, I think that that is, that's something that is going to be coming out. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the final raid, they're probably yeah. going to show a preview of the final raid, which, you know, selfishly, I hope that it's the raid that I've always wanted. I've been talking about this since Destiny mm-hmm. 1, right? Uh, I want a raid where we go, like, inside the Traveler, which now seems like a thing that could actually Doable. happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, before, you know, like, in 2016, <laughs> I was like, no, like, we get in an elevator and we fucking go it up inside It smells like vanilla in here. What's yeah, going on? You know, you know, like whatever, like you know, and then it goes, you know, you go up in there and then you get a buff and you can equip any exotic you want. And you just like, but it's only in the raid, only yeah. in the raid, and you're gonna be the most overpowered, just like you're running, you know, you're running like point contact brace and you're running, you know, thunder crash yeah. helmet, and you're like every and he- like foil, like everything. Um, and you know, like you really have really have a good time. So I'm hoping for some crazy shit like that. I probably yeah. won't get my wish, but yeah. um, you know, th- those are those are my hopes and dreams. That re- that reminds me of the ending of Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> that game, you just got all yeah. the dragoon souls. And, yeah, like, exactly. And them. you just become super god. Yeah, you become super god. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So like. I think Saltagreppa is probably going to have something to say to you about the about the about overpoweredness of, of the. Oh, everybody of the, told me. Every, everybody told me where and every exotic would break the game, and like every time yeah. I bring that up, I, I made it. I did a TikTok about it a while ago, and everyone's like, "You know that the code in the game, they've said that it won't work." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I know. That's why it's a dream." I'd say the real big one, which I didn't really wrap into what I'd said earlier, because it's technically witch queen not the seasons but i guess i should have mm-hmm. is just the revelation that you hear from the worm larvae in witch queen which effectively changes everything you know not only is it this incredible irony that the god of deception was created by being deceived but it's also this amazing story beat which yes technically it's retcon but it's the good kind of retcon where nothing that happened before and nothing was said is discounted or disqualified it Mm -hmm. adds context to it and creates good flavor and you know what i'm all for that and it makes a great degree of sense with the new stuff that's been added it gives perfect context as how things are feeling but more importantly it informs what's going to happen in the future this wasn't just a throwaway line so that they could make rolk more of a villain or make the witness seem like the true bad guy in the situation no i think that the idea that the Hive have been lied to this whole time is going to have huge implications. Even bigger is the implications that they were going to be chosen by the Traveler to be uplifted next. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sets the entire narrative of their people as the downtrodden who rose up and destroyed others so that they could no longer be downtrodden. It paints it in an entirely different light. Because when you've been deceived like that, and when you were always going to get helped, it makes it it makes it really clear all of a sudden that, you know, you have been not only lied to, but lied to in that sense by the devil of all devils. You know, mm-hmm. you had this pathway you were supposed to take and you were not even necessarily pulled away from it. You were dragged away from it without even realizing, you know, it's it's devious. And I think that when that came along, 
realizing all of it uh, and seeing how that revelation played into the story was one of those moments where I paused and I would, I, am I allowed to swear? Uh, <laughs> I do what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I literally said something along the lines of this is wild and what got cut from the T-slip was me constantly saying holy fucking shit, holy fucking shit in the background, <laughs> you know? Because, you know, it's very rare that a law piece comes along and just changes the dynamic of an entire established thing that in the lore of the game has been going on for millions, if not potentially billions of years, mm-hmm. you know? this This is such ancient history that entire dynasties and ways of life have been baked into this thing it's a cultural understanding for people in the hive mm-hmm. that is just not the same for any other culture it's something that is so basely ingrained in them that they're willing to do all sorts of terrible things to themselves to uphold it you know it, this this totally changed who they are if it wasn't for this thing happening to them they'd still be called the krill mm-hmm. you know like yeah, massive story revelations coming through of that. I, I have to say again, phenomenal stuff. It was so entertaining watching that pan out. You know, mm-hmm. we and I, I, as a separate note, I feel like in Witch Queen we did need a big kind of like we needed something that made it worthy of you know being compared to the Taken King, mm-hmm. narratively speaking. Yeah, huge. And between huge shoes to fill. yeah, it was huge shoes to fill, and they more than filled it. You know, between Savathun basically getting us to feed her her own memories back to create her master plan and then us figuring out this revelation and sharing it with her and the final mission wow just it's totally stunning like i'm 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 really jazzed that that happened because yeah it totally did live up to it at least in my opinion it did Mm -hmm. then again i I don't think i have rose tinted glasses about the taken king the way everyone else does so you know (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, the Savathun of it all over the past year, with her being kind of off the board completely, um, where do you see her fitting in to the grand scale of things, uh, go leading into Lightfall? I know we had a voice line from her in the trailer leading into this season. Do you think like do you think she's part of that quest that we see like in the last couple of weeks or I don't know but I'll be I'd be lying if I said that I didn't think that whenever Zivu is involved in the story that she's going to come up at some point mm-hmm. I think it's it's very odd I think because I think we know how this story ends or at least has as it's becoming a canned phrase but has an inflection point mm-hmm. um, and for the story of Zivu and Savathun. I think it's very much the moment when the two of them step into a room with each other again and Zivu hears about the lie. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like in this moment, just like uh, a confrontation, a true confrontation between Keitel and Callus is building in the background, um, I feel as though a confrontation between Savathun and Zivu is also building. And the reason I say that is because I feel as though if there's one person who Zivu will still potentially believe, it will be her sister, but more importantly, her sister who has abandoned everything about the darkness that forced her to lie to survive, and then has embraced something completely different. Her sister who now holds this knowledge and can speak to its veracity by saying, I was lied to, which, if you can imagine that coming from Savathun, is possibly the most powerful humbling thing that she can say 
And I think that the questions are, first of all, what leads us to that point? Mm-hmm. Because Savathun is a guardian but, and her ghost has survived, which means that there is definitely a chance that she gets resurrected. Mm-hmm. You know, the context as well of, is she then our ally after having fought us, but then having heard about what happened? And then finally, the question of if this does happen and her and Zivu do end up in a room together, what does Zivu do? Mm-hmm. Because there's a really good question about whether Zivu sits there and says, I don't care. I still have to war to survive. I am mm-hmm. war. This is who I am, which in a way is very true to who she is on the whole full stop or whether she sits there and takes vengeance for the lie, in which case that takes a sizable chunk of the hive off the board completely. You know, it, it's kind of the major story revelation that throws a huge spanner in the works. You know, this is like to put an MCU spin on it. This is a little bit like Gamora talking nebula out of working for Thanos. You know, this is a, this is a big deal. You know, it's one of the major lieutenants of the witness being pulled off the board. And my question really about all of that ends up being not when that's going to happen, because I have to imagine that a conversation like that is going to take place in the future, but more, how do we get there? You know, Mm -hmm. it's the, it's, I don't think going to happen in this season because Savathun has just not been the focus of everything. The closest link we have to it, aside from Zivu herself, of course, is Osiris. And Osiris is only mentioned Savathun a few times this season, mm-hmm. and not in any sense that seems to hint at the idea that she will be returning. You know, Bungie likes to tee these things up. They like to make it kind of obvious that something is going on. With Imaru not being teased, I don't think we'll see anything in that quest in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What I do think that we'll see at some point in a major expansion, maybe not Lightfall, maybe something to do with Final Shape, we will see this massive story moment and a revelation that occurs between Zivu Arath and Savathun, and we'll see that moment pan out and it will fundamentally change the balance of the war. I I, I have to imagine that that's what's going on, you know? Yeah, like that makes, logistically that makes sense. Because they, yeah. they would have to face each other eventually. Mm-hmm. And um, it also, I, I think it deals with one of the more important things of Destiny's story right now, which is whilst people are being sorted into allies of the witness and allies of us, there's also that third column that I talked about earlier, which is just wild cards, people we don't know about, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd class the fanatic in there. I'd class certain aspects of the nine in there. I'd class a whole bunch of different nebulous things throughout the system in there, such as the Aphelion, which we still don't know much about. Uh, I'd definitely class the Vex in there. Most importantly of all, though, and most obvious given the last few seasons, are the Lucent Hive. Because they're using the light, but they're certainly not allies of us. Mm-hmm. And they are certainly no friends to the witness. So you have this column of wild cards and the biggest amongst them all is definitely the lucent hive so whenever you have a wild card like that i feel like there's a moment where you can sit and you can ask okay when are they going to do something are they going to come back and do a thing is that going to be the topic of a future story going forward you know if it's a wild card such as say savathun i imagine that that's something that has to be answered at some point in the future under what context i don't know but yeah, I, I have to imagine that something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Max, a.k.a. at GGC Quick, 
had a question of what do you guys think will happen regarding Amaru in the future? Really interesting character, even though we don't see him much uh, in game and has been MIA since Witch Queen's campaign outside of patrols. Lots to speculate about considering his importance to Lucent Brood and Savathun. Mm. I don't know what will happen with Amaru. I mean, obviously, if Maru comes up, then Savathun has to, as does the Lucent Brood, and that will probably be rolled into the same season or expansion or whatever it may be as Zivu and all of that stuff to do with the Hive. But I imagine if we do see Amaru coming forward, it will be in a context where we will be working with them. You know, if it mm-hmm. was to be such a thing as a seasonal vendor, I could see Amaru being a seasonal vendor or at very least a seasonal character. Because they tee him up constantly with the patrols and you see him in the campaign a whole bunch. Imaru is a named character to the point where something must happen. I'd really love to see them do something with him and Finch and our own ghost. Because there are moments at which our ghost actually notes, like, hey, I think I remember Imaru before he resurrected Savathun. I think I know who he is but as a ghost and he was always kind of a jerk. You know, and I'd love to see that relationship get developed and, you know, for Finch to be kind of the linchpin between the three. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'd love a, I'd love a season of just sitting there with us and Ikora and those two ghosts coming along as well, mm-hmm. as well as our own. And just watching three tiny drones just go at each other and babble and bob it. And us and Ikora are just sitting there and watching in the corner being like, oh, my God, please make All it right. stop. Okay. <laughs> These guys clearly have history. It's like, do you guys need? Do you want fifteen minutes in the room? Should we? Should we? Should we you guys need any water, coffee, anything? All right, Duffel we'll be bag. on the outside. Just <laughs> let us know what you need. We're here for you. Yeah. Um, if 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 our ghost comes along and says, "I take it all back," crush him. I don't care. <laughs> That's going to be one of those moments in which it's like, "Oh my god, please." <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it, but it's also a moment of like, oh no, no, (laughs) we need them probably, I don't know, the story definitely needs them. I mean, I know it's probably unfair to continue to um, compare expansions, like big, the big yearly expansions, it's probably unfair Mm -hmm. to continue to like, um, compare them to past releases, because let's face it, for me, and I'm pretty sure for a fair amount of the community, Forsaken was the best DLC that they'd ever released. Mm. It was top notch. Um, it was devastating. Obviously, we lost, you know, Cade. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mickey <What>? Mouse. <laughs> Cade Six is Mickey Mouse of Destiny. I won't. I won't be taking questions at this time. Oh, I will be asking questions. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no. I get that. I get that. Mickey Mouse, uh, like he, Cade to Destiny is Mickey Mouse to Disney. Yeah, you see, you yeah, see, yeah. you see Cade, you're like, oh, Destiny. Destiny. Like, yeah. In the, like, in the back of your mind somewhere is floating Nathan Fillion. Yes. And, like, 100%. And so that kind of, they killed Mickey Mouse during Forsaken. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of been in that, in this era where it's been a little bit more grimdark. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, like, I would say that it's it's branched off in ways. It, it, Kate almost needed to go away in order for them to expand the roles of the rest of the cast. There was, yeah, no, there was definitely they had to they had to kill someone off, and they had to kill. Yeah. I would argue, did they really have to kill off the 
best like character. Well, mm. anyway. That's like an interesting, the interesting commonality, like in this game, in like the gaming community as a whole is like the, the seeking for connection and, and trying to find people who, who want to play kind of the same things as you and as well as teach other people, um, what, how, how to do activities. Um, I know with Lightfall coming up, we're getting an LFG system added into the game. Um, what are, what are everybody's feelings going into into Lightfall knowing that that's on the way um, and how do you feel like that will affect the game overall uh, I, I, I'm very excited about this uh, if we're talking about sort of toxic and egos and everything like that I'm I, 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 I want to get up there I want I want my, mm. my score and the, the fact that other people will have to uh, you know leave leave their experiences on you and sort of rate you sort of after activities, um, you know, from what we've seen, mm. it, it looks quite well and you can make up and it's kind of, it's kind of fill in the gaps um, uh, in between what they're saying and kind of theorize how each little part's going to work. But, um, you know, I, I think this is something that both for PVP and P- PVE, um, you know, we, we've needed for a very long time um, to have some sort of social ranking system. Um and you know straight away, you know, it, I, I hope there's no way that you can sort of farm it and it can be sort of uh, right. un- unbiased cheese and, and cheesed something. and all that. But I would mm-hmm. like it to be very genuine, and I, I wanna I wanna get my name up there. I wanna, you know, I wanna go for sort of high 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 sort of placements when you go to see those sort of leaderboards and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to see sort of other people that I know. Um, you know, uh, do well already. No, I want to see them up there. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, whether that's a bit egotistical of me, but you know, it's, it's something to sort of strive for. And then when you know you you do these you do these guides and these sherpas, and you 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 put it out in your stream and you put it out on as content, people can look at your name and they'll 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 see that it it the card fits. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. How 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 is that how is that supposed to work? Is it like the new like guided light or guided games thing? Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like that. They're adding they're adding the LFG in for activities for everybody. They're also adding in a commendation system, yeah. which looks like it is going to be working in tandem with that with that LFG system. So as you get activities done, it'll it'll rank you up in different ways. And people can leave certain commendations on you. Oh. I don't have the I, I used to have a list of the ones that I saw for the Lightfall reveal. I can't find them. Right. Like, I, I didn't prepare <laughs> <laughs> that in depth for this. But like there's uh but I know several of them are for like, hey, this person was helpful or it was fun to run with them, things along the So that's that only line. useful if you're using the LFG thing in game. Because if, if, if that's the thing, I, I hope so. If that's the, I hope so. If it's like that, I probably won't be using it much. Like mm. I'm not, you know, if I'm on stream or helping people, I'm gonna be streaming and I'm gonna be helping my community for the most part. And I won't mm-hmm. be jumping into a LFG like in-game thing to pull people from that when people from my community are f- absolutely going to need yeah, help sure. during Lightfall. Yeah. So like, if there's no accommodation system for that, 
I, I mean, are people going to think I'm trash at what I do because I have low accommodation? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, in that in that regard, yeah. I'm not too fond of it the way that it is. Mm-hmm. If that's how it is, my, um, my understanding I, I was mm-hmm. that it was after any activity you played with someone, no matter what activity you play for, where you have the uh, post um, match report and everything, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be there, and you're going to have every individual person there. Um, so whether you sort of make a thing, but I don't think you could, I think from what I saw again, um, very quickly from when they showed it was, you know, you can't just keep playing with someone and keep doing it. I think there may be a cool down on when you can, uh, do it, or maybe you'd never be able to do it again. Um, so mm. I, I think they, they have stuff in place from what I, I saw. Um, but it's, so you couldn't just farm you it. You can't farm it. And it's it's not just locked to that. I'm sure, like you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. Someone somewhere, but um, from what from what I saw, it was uh, any activity. Mm-hmm. Even even if you made a fire team yourself, yeah. like I, I believe so. So. Yeah. so then it probably mm-hmm. can be farmed because that's just how they farm the the raid report with their sherpas just mm-hmm. doing checkpoints over mm-hmm. and over and over. Unless you have to do a full activity, we don't know that detail yet. But well, and if it if it locks out your account from being able to rank somebody multiple times with like within like a certain period of time, that could also be a thing too. But it, it's a system that we d- we're not entirely sure. Um, I think that it's really not going to be a system that might be used by people who are known or people who, you know, maybe it is more of a system for the LFG so that you know who to avoid, you know, who on LFG mm-hmm. is helpful, who isn't going to treat you like garbage, you know, they, like, I think it's really going to be helpful for people like that in that mm-hmm. way, you know, not really necessarily even for myself because I don't, you know, run on, well, I do LFG a little bit, but maybe more so for, mm-hmm. for the people out there coming to streamers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it could be a way to sort of funnel people towards this new side of destiny. Uh, you know, that mm-hmm. there are rewards for making these placements and getting these certain tier of commendations. Um, just reading up on it just now, there's uh, split up into different categories, ally, fun, mastery, and leadership. And then you've got commendations that then, I think they said 13 unique commendations available underneath each one of those. So, oh, you found the list. Uh, yeah, I can put it in. He found the list, a quick sort of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, it's you know, um, it, it 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 could be a way for them to try and shift the the focus of you know help more people out uh, through through this way, and we'll sort of reward you. Um, is mm-hmm. way I could see it going. So, Dan, what are your thoughts? I am very torn on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel very similar to a lot of the other people here. Um, as far as the LFG system, as far as the history of Destiny as a whole. The whole outlier for the majority of the community has been this dialogue of I would be more in tune with the end game if 
there was in-game matchmaking. I would be mm-hmm. able to play this more often if there was in-game matchmaking. I don't like to only have to go here. I don't like the <clears throat> third-party matchmaking system and all this stuff, which I 100% agree with. It should be in the game. The LFG system that's coming to the game is a good addition. However, I do already see multiple flaws with the system, either in its ability to be abused or in its ability to to just not be used at all. Um, Mm. I do feel that if the LFG system fails, the one complaint that the majority of the community has as far as I don't, I can't do GMs, I can't do raids, I can't do trials because it doesn't have matchmaking is now gone. And I'm mm. curious what the conversation will be around this stuff because you're the, the, the majority of the community's one complaint is gone. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, we don't know how the LG system is going to look, even though it was announced back in August, it could be drastically different in February. True. Mm-hmm. just like anything else so i do think it's way too early to have an idea of mm-hmm. if it's going to succeed or fail because mm-hmm. they could come back in january and tell us hey we're gonna change it dramatically we're gonna make it a lot more simple mm-hmm. what we said in august with the the life all showcase just didn't work out we found this to be a lot more simpler or mm-hmm. whatever or they could go more in-depth i don't know it's it's yeah. It's way too early to tell in developments. Mm-hmm. We all know they announce one thing, they find in testing it doesn't work out, they change it, and then we get a totally different thing. So I do think it's mm-hmm. a bit too early. As far as myself, um, I don't think the system's going to be very useful for someone like myself. Mm-hmm. But that could be also a detriment because, like, uh, like has already been said, if you look at Ray Report, Ray Report is abused dramatically mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as CPs, as far as if you look at like the people Sherpa, there are ways to abuse that system. I am 100% certain that there's a very, 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 very high chance this system would be abused. However, the people that are making it are previous Destiny content creators themselves. Like I think T-Rex mm-hmm. is one of the people that helmed this system mm-hmm. so that knowing t-rex himself and knowing he's one of world's first raider he plays yeah. has plays destiny since its inception as well and he plays while in final fantasy and he knows those systems very well i am for the lack of better terms i am putting a lot of my faith in this system in my understanding and respect for him mm-hmm. you know i think That's t-rex weird. is going to make a very it's very promising. very good system Considering <coughs> considering who he is, considering he knows a lot of the game because we've all seen him, you know, yeah, play yeah, the yeah. game. You know, we know he is a world first raider. He has the experience and the resume to back it up. That being said, that's probably just like everything else in Destiny is going to be there's gonna be a way people abuse Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Or there's mm-hmm. gonna be a way people that don't use it just will just it'll get tossed to the side like guided games i mm-hmm. just don't want to see lg mm-hmm. system to be t- tossed to the side like guided games i am very hopeful for the lg system and the accommodation system but i have my fears yep. but yeah. we'll see we're still like six months that's out. that's a very yeah, genuine I mean, take and uh very optimistic of you early yeah it's really cool 
I mean, I've thought about it a lot, and I and I don't talk about it a lot because a lot of mm-hmm. people either are sure. for it or against it. It's but I've spent a lot of time thinking of it and all of the pros and cons and what will come from it, what might not come from it. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people say, oh, Daniel, your whole whatever is going to be all up in smoke because of it. And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's if anything, it's a, it's a help. It's a help mm-hmm. to the system either for the people that either don't like streamers because there are some mm-hmm. or yeah. don't you know like whoever and i don't think my position in the community is going to be or anyone's really is going to be changed from having a low commendation rating because i don't engage with the system as much as someone else just like mm-hmm. my rate report is pointless to someone who engages with it way more or abuses it yep so I'm not threatened by it. If anything, it's a help to me. So yeah. As long as people think of that that way, because I've seen a lot of people worried or taking it too seriously. One is just a game. Two, mm-hmm. it's if anything, it's a help to those that either can't be helped by streamers or communities in general. Think of it as yeah. a help, not a detriment. Yeah. So. But I do fear I think- that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I do fear. Oh, go ahead. I do fear that what LFG would do in game with the matchmaking is people complaining that they keep getting put up with terrible teams. Just like how solo mm. is with PVP. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, I always get mm. terrible teams in GMs. I always get terrible teams with raids. I always, and most of the time it's just you, but that's neither mm. here nor there. <laughs> like they don't want to yeah. hear that. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't want to hear that, <laughs> but it's always, you know, they're always blaming somebody else. And I feel like that can be one of the downfalls to the matchmaking for end game content is because they're getting paired up with people at their skill level or maybe below their skill level. Cause I, I don't think they're going to put like skill based matchmaking and PVE activities with, Oh dear God! Even though they could, I think, the thing it'll, be, I think it'll be region. They'll, they'll just make region. it yeah, like yeah, connection, yeah. Mm-hmm. someone close to you. Absolutely, that's the safest bet. So that I, I see that yeah. as being a problem, the biggest problem, honestly. But other than that, I don't think the accommodation system. I don't even think nobody's gonna judge people based on their accommodation system. If it's high, yeah. they'll be like, "Oh my goodness, it's so high." But if it's low, I don't think anybody's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, it's low." Like, nobody's gonna say that. I don't think. Here's Johnny has a question. Uh, how does D2 keep building his fan you said base? It, you said it wrong. You said it wrong. Come on, dog. At least say what? it right. What? Here's Johnny. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, All, right. All right. All right. All right. Hold Bro. on. Hold on. I got to text Jenny real quick. Tell him it's crazy. Tell him. It's crazy. All right. All right. Here's Johnny asks, <laughs> how does D2 keep building his fan base by bringing in new players? How to make it before New Light Friendly? Or how to make it more new light friendly, but also keeping the veterans happy with changes to a game they've been playing for years. Because there's definitely been some changes that have turned some vets away. Well, how much I, time do we have? How do they keep the mid- bringing the in new ground. players? Yeah. Yeah. How do they keep bringing in new players even like even those changes that they've made along the way have pushed away vets? Like where yeah, exactly what Tony said. Where's the middle ground? Mm-hmm. So resilience is a really good example of that, right? Because mm. resilience makes it really easy conceptually to just jump into in-game content and just, you know, okay, that's the damage resistance that I need. Okay, that's what's going to make it, like, palpable, easy, easy, easier, you know, doable, um, you know, as opposed to you know, more complicated, multifaceted mechanics that you're going to have to grasp in order to, you know, do the same sort of thing. So, 
the middle ground because resilience obviously turned a lot of like vets off with how mm -hmm. easy it made the end game content, especially for folks that knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think knowing what's meta. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's, I just do things like, I, I, like I said, I do like solo GMs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Low man raids. I recently finally got the rest of my two men's done. Like that's what mm -hmm. keeps me interested. Like that's a hard answer or question to answer. I feel like yeah. because I'm not a new player, so I, I can't really speak for them, but I mean, but you're making your own yeah. challenges, right? Like yeah. you're taking an yeah, activity I'm pretty much and making, making my your own, own a difficulty. If I couldn't do that if I just did helps all the time. I might go crazy because, like, yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. I, I might that's go fair. crazy. That's fair. So that's fair. That's I think fair. that's really what keeps me going. Is if I get really tired of just doing the same help over and over and over again, like I'll make my own challenge. You know, mm -hmm. like I'll, and if I want to play with friends, we'll do like hudless raids and make like drinking games out of it sometimes like kind of like we add our own modifiers to keep the game interesting or we'll ban certain weapons mm -hmm. or mods i guess but yeah that's and kind of how it did i feel like that's the middle ground for for me at least yeah and and just the a wider middle ground you know i don't know i haven't thought about this question like a lot a lot you know but i guess the two things that stick out the most for me with regards to a middle ground is one you know, having, making sure that you have that, that really accessible content, that dares of eternity, you know, those, you know, strikes, mm -hmm. you know, things that people can just hop into, um, you know, not because necessarily they want something like easy or chill like myself, but because it's just accessible to a newer player. It's something mm -hmm. I, I know that I'll be able to complete. I know that, um, you know, it's, it's something I won't have to like dig deep into build crafting or my vault in order to just, um, you know, get to the end of it and get my rewards. Right. So that's, that's like one end of it for me. The other end of it is like, like these mechanics that are in the game, um, that continue to kind of like build on each other or, um, just, just multifaceted mechanics, you know, that might be included in in-game content. And you have to kind of recognize the majority of that implement, uh, you know, some sort of build or, uh, you know, strategy in order to overcome that in-game content, you know, like just how like raids um, have easier encounters towards the beginning, um, yeah. tougher encounter obviously towards the end, but those encounters generally like build conceptually, mm -hmm. you know, on like the easier, more accessible content and Destiny 2 should be like that too, you know, like those should be the building blocks and maybe like, you know, this strike right here, like the only mechanic you really got to remember about this particular strike is that there's a champion and there's a particular type of champion and you need to equip this mod. And, you know, like that's how you end up overcoming the boss for this particular strike. Another strike, there's another element, you know, maybe it's overcharge, you know. And so by doing a bunch of strikes, which are relatively easy on its own, you know, like... Like you end up learning these multifaceted parts of the mechanics that are necessary for the in-game content. Mm -hmm. Then once you get to the in-game content, then you know all this stuff. You have the building blocks for it. You may even have a couple builds that, oh, okay, now I, I know how to like put these builds together into into one. You know, I know this is what I need to equip, and this is what I need to equip, and this is what I need. For, like it step by steps it out, yeah. you know? Um, that's that's something that I've thought about in the past with regards to kind of like helping newer folks 
um, but also keeping that multifaceted, that challenging in-game content that, uh, you know, requires a lot in the build crafting, a lot in the strategy to kind of, uh, you know, know and complete. Next week is week six of, uh, of the season. We're at the halfway point. You have achieved some pretty cool things in the time that, since last time we spoke. Uh, what, uh, I believe you went through and um, you soloed Spire of the Watcher, blind, flawless, uh, hudless. Was it on Master? No, but people keep adding different okay. different things to it. Yeah, <laughs> all bows. <laughs> that's that's the that's the the constant that I know of you. It's always all bows. It's always headless. It's always flawless. Yeah, so I have done solo flawless, all bow, no HUD, mm-hmm. every single dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, Duality is the only one that I did. All of those. On on the first first full clear duality was something else, <laughs> um, yeah. But otherwise, for for Spire, I had gone through. I do all of the other ones while well, I do all of them. Day one, I go in spoiler free, don't know anything solo with all bows, and I I have my hut on generally until mm-hmm. I don't. But um, <laughs> I go in. And then complete that solo first and then go back for the flawless afterwards. And this time I went through, got it my first time for day one. Mm-hmm. So it's the the third dungeon that I attempted day one of. Mm-hmm. And I finally got it done in the 24 hours and like 22 something. I think I had an hour and a half left. <laughs> and then uh, I did it without artifact mods. It's kind of my mm-hmm. my rule that I do it all of them without artifact mods, any of the runs, and uh, with exception of like the resist mods, because they're not going to make a huge difference. Right. Outside of like, there's only one mod that I think probably would have made a difference on that run. But depending on how like your experience grind had been, like it it um, may not have been too beneficial, or it you probably wouldn't have had it. It was the um, I didn't have it unlocked. No. Yeah, yeah, it was solo the one operative. for solo. Yeah, solo operative. I learned the reason why I had decided never to do artifact mods mm-hmm. on at least my very first run of solo, my first run of uh, flawless solo flawless, is because the very first dungeon that I solo flawless. Um, well, I should just say soloed with exception of shattered throne that was a that was a murky weird time in my life that solo (laughs) but um when i really got into dungeons soloing dungeons um i ended up doing my first solo of prophecy with oppressive darkness i don't know if you remember that mod very long ago uh it just was crazy for void grenades I could throw the void grenades. It would just do a crazy amount of damage. And that helped me get through it in prophecy with all those ads, just so much faster, so much easier. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back to do it again, without oppressive darkness, I had to completely change the way I was playing. Yeah. Um, my play style, what I was using, 
how I use the different perks on my bows, it, it just made a huge difference. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make it so that I can use the same build going forward with minor tweaks if mm-hmm. I want to without having to rely on seasonal mods. So yes, it puts me at a disadvantage, but in the long run, I'm at an advantage. Right. I'm not relying on classy restoration like mm-hmm. a lot of other people trying to go through after Season of the Haunted, you know, duality. Hey, I'm going to solo it. Oh, no, I don't have classy restoration. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So what would I you... I like s- to make things harder than <laughs> they are. Oh, and we'll be getting that soon. <laughs> but, like, uh, so what? Uh, what would you say was, like, the... What would you say was one of the toughest bits of that dungeon overall in your flaw in your flawless run? Like, what was was it a boss? Was it jumping puzzles and like physics, or was it um, the fans? The fans, yeah. The fans, yep. Single. That ha- was definitely single handedly <laughs> sweaty hands. The fans. <laughs> well. Di- so did you try to like jump through the fans like as they swiped or were you hopping through the little uh, vents on the side? So I was trying to get to the vents, mm-hmm. but I had to time it correct. Mm-hmm. Then I had a couple panic supers in there. <laughs> and on one of my one of my attempts for flawless, I got through the first set of fans yeah. Um. And I was like telling chat, hey, guys, just be careful. FYI, there's a fan on the top. So when you jump down in there the first time, don't jump up or it'll kill you. Yeah. So I get through that and I was like, oh, thank goodness. I only have one more set of fans to go oh, into. God. I end up jumping up into the <laughs> <laughs> Do as I say, not as I do. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> People are like. Oh, you're really good at this dungeon. And I'm just like, yeah, totally. <laughs> sure. sure. I'm great. I'm awesome, guys. On what run was that? On what run was that? I don't remember. The fans got me on at least three of those <laughs> attempts. <laughs> Maybe so, more. I know I know in my attempts for solo stuff, uh folks in my chat are just like, Yeah, just keep going through it until like you get the other encounters down and then you can like get the pattern of like the rhythm going do you find that that helps you out in your runs completely yeah yeah i know exactly what's gonna happen what i'm gonna do how i'm gonna handle it but because i've done it so many times mm-hmm. uh i could walk through it you know doing the dishes <laughs> talk my <laughs> way through it like i can just picture it uh, there was one time that I was doing, I was in the strike playlist at some point before I had completed duality. And I was just trying to talk through it with chat. And I know exactly how many steps I need to take in a certain area, mm. where things are going to spawn, what what type of shot I need to do, mm-hmm. um, what bow, what I need to take advantage of, where an orb is going to fall. For uh, for becoming charged with light, I mean, I do it so many times. I know almost exactly what's going to happen. The the hardest part by the end of it 
is either a bug, which was the case in duality, or mm -hmm. um, in the case of, of Spire, <laughs> it, it's me. I'm, <laughs> I am the boss at the end of it. Sarah, you, you touched on something a little bit earlier about like all the changes kind of like happening all at once or we keep getting repeated changes over and over and over again with with very little with almost like a whiplash of time between them. <laughs> um, yeah. And I know in, in the coming seasons, we have a lot of changes we, in the coming season. We have a lot of changes, especially when it comes to like trials changing entirely different mode uh, to Dominion. Um are you guys hopeful that the changes that they're making will make for a better crucible experience in seasons to come? Or are you worried that it'll be more of the same, even communications wise? Michael looks I, like he wants to talk. <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just say that I feel like I'm still hopeful that the way things have I want to say improved. I I know maybe not everybody agrees with that, but the constant like updates to things that are a problem. Immortal is probably the thing that stayed around the longest and we're like, okay, mm. like this is going on a little long. But outside of that, everything's been addressed relatively quickly lately. And um, I am hopeful that that sandbox will continue to improve, especially with all the more connection-based stuff we're getting. I'm really excited to have the pure connection-based, no lobby balance experience, just random. Maybe you just might make it to the lighthouse sort of thing. I personally don't like Dominion, I really like the old school elimination playlist. I know it's getting stale. I know that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make people push anywhere and that can cause for stale games and they're trying to amp up via the game mode. Um, I just like that that anything can happen in elimination. You can fight anywhere in the map and I like that randomness, but Dominion, you know, I get that they will have more control over where the point is, where to push players, and how to make a more engaging experience. Uh, so I'm curious to see how it plays out, even though I'm not the biggest fan of it. Okay, here's something that's going to make you a fan of it. People can hide from your fusion and elimination all, all, all round long. They can't in Dominion. Yeah, but... It's not as random. That's my whole thing. <laughs> I know. Well, exactly. You'll get, you'll get, get more kills. I get some more you, you get more kills. I don't care more about the more kills. I just care about random, like the more variety in my experience, the better to me. Listen, um, they're I'm, saying. I have an no, no, no. I have an agenda here. I need more slow mo clips of you <laughs> melting people with like the, this, this fusion that nobody oh, no. fucking knows about. And I just need to see that on screen. Okay. So I'm trying to sell you Dominion so you can get those clips. We will have more of those next season. I see. Okay. I still feel like I haven't convinced you, which is wild. Because, anyways, um, my take on this. See, I'm, I'm, I don't think trials alone will save Crucible because mm -hmm. we've done that song and dance since season yeah. ten, right? Remember yeah. when when they came back I with agree. season of Wordy? Oi, yay, yay. Anyways, um, don't want to rehash that, but basically, like trials, it's very much its own separate thing. It brings in its own population. It has an independently like it has an independent set of problems that don't reflect onto the rest of the crucible. The thing that'll get me hyped for crucible is evidence that they give a shit. So things mm. like and and what what makes people give a shit? What makes people care about stuff in Destiny Two? Chasing mm. it's 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 guns and, Chase, and yep. Chase, armor, Chase, Chase, Chase. loot, yep. yeah, loot, chasing something. And, 
we've got an emblem and another emblem and a trans mm -hmm. effect and <laughs> probably the 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 sniper to end all snipers next season we need some more <laughs> we need more and yeah. until we see that and we see um I wouldn't, I'm not going to say like better communication, but just like like communication that seems to account for community sentiment amongst players who play whose playtime with the Crucible is higher than most is is my opinion because I, I I do think everybody's voice matters, but this whole like Stompies thing is is really rubbing me the wrong way, and I know mm -hmm. that anybody who spent any little decent amount of time in Crucible will say to you Stompies is not a problem. It's, it's not. it takes. It takes adjustment. It it's a it's an, it costs an exotic slot to 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 use. You're giving up way more broken stuff like Wormhouse Crown, Athrus's Embrace, Dragon Shadow is still mm -hmm. a thing. And, and Dragon you, Shadow got nerfed too, but yeah. But it's still strong. It's still it's yeah. arguably as strong as Stompies in terms of movement when you get it right. But like like. If if they had had that conversation with some like if they had a real PvP summit, I don't think there would have been a single mention of Stompies. But mm. here we are, and I feel mm. like there's a huge disconnect between what Bungie wants from the Crucible and what the players want from Crucible. And until there's evidence to suggest that those two sides are converging, I'm just gonna sit here and vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Uh, to touch on the trials stuff, I I'm looking forward to actually having the point objective because I do prefer quicker games personally. Mm. Nice. Um, however, I I would say that these slower games that we're seeing are probably more so due to the weapon meta, yeah, um, mm -hmm. shifting to more range, um, mm. with sniping getting buffed again. Pulses are incredibly strong, pretty much all archetypes, and um, we've got some really good scouts in the game. There's just uh, bows are still really good. Like we've just got a lot of ranged weapons, so I would say that that's probably more so where that's coming from. Um, uh, but I also love the elimination style, so it's it's a bummer to see the elimination style go due to the weapon me meta shifting that way, and them solving it by changing the game mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see if it does create some quicker games. And they said that they think it will, um, kind of increase like weapon variety, build variety. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's going to uh, just basically it's going to be kind of what we've seen with points uh, so mm -hmm. far is the bubble. You know, uh, wells ability. Warlocks are going to be so good next season. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents on that. I'm curious to see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, I, I do agree with Nomad. I think the Stompy thing is kind of silly. And I would say that a lot of people just aren't using Stompies anymore because they don't know how to build into AE. And now mm -hmm. that they're taking away the AE change, um, I don't know. I, I feel like the same amount of people are still going to be using it and it's still going to be good. Like Sep just said, he's going to unbind his dodge. So mm. like he's he's still gonna be cracked with it, okay? Like like the, the top players are still gonna find ways to be extremely mobile and good at the game. And mm. taking Stompies out is not gonna fix that. And I think that those are the people that Bungie's trying to nerf, and it's it's not a big enough portion of the 
player population for it to be an issue, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I just uh, an average player putting on stompies is not a problem at all. Yeah. Like, it it is not. If anything, sometimes those people are nerfing themselves because they can't control the movement. Like, it's yeah. not. It, it just doesn't feel like it should have been reworked that way. Like, but yeah, uh, maybe. I'm, I'm, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I. Go. You go ahead with your point. Maybe maybe we'll see a little bit more variety on the hunters generally because they won't be using stompies and we'll get to see all the lovely, lovely little ways where hunters are ten times more worse now. All the abilities. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Young Ahamkara Spine, Athras's Embrace, Worm mm. Husk, Bacris. Hello. Yeah, and Bacris. <laughs> People nice sleep Bacris. on that thing. That's gonna be horrible to deal with, but hey, I'm 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 for it. Oh, it slows you, by the way, if you, if you get close and you have an aspect. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it is. Um, yeah, I, th- I I do hope Bungie will see this and they'll say we made a mistake here. At the same time, though, I'm kind of glad that Stompies are are going to be. You know, not necessarily an afterthought because I think people will still find ways to be useful with them. But there, people are going to start looking at other things more, which mm. I'm I'm a big fan of. I'm always a fan of variety, but I just don't agree with the 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 reasoning for the stompy change. I think that's it was it was one of the one of the things that made the least sense because look, if you're if you're trying to enforce a, a like a mo- like a traversal limit, if you're trying to nerf. Uh, movement speed and 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 crossing point A to point B, or or even just getting enhanced movement period. Then why didn't Dune Marchers get a yeah, speed nerf? Why didn't Peacekeepers get a Peacekeepers getting a new uh, speed Transversives. nerf? Transversive, yeah. steps and getting a uh, speed nerf. And hey, grapple is still you know there, even yeah. though you know that's a grenade charge and that's a different tuning s- circumstance and all that. But it like the the consistency wasn't there. The um, the the wording made it seem like it was this big oppressive thing when it probably just wasn't. It was just hard for people to, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just yeah. move up. Um, oh, you darn controller players, really struggling. <laughs> people jumping over I, you. Oh no! I, it's it's just it's also one of those changes where any like obviously you have your gremlins on Twitter going like, well, you're a top player. Obviously, it's easy for you to, dude. Look up. How hard is that? Like reasonable yeah. people will be able to see that and say, okay, yeah, maybe I didn't look up as much as I could have, but that's a weird reason to nerf something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I just, agree, especially on a game that that has so much vertical movement. Like it's a game that inf- that encourages that. Our maps are built literally for yeah. vertical movement. Like, yeah. why are they suddenly like mm. vertical movement is bad? Stop. <laughs> like. The main Sorry thing, to, yeah. No, no, the main thing that I want to uh, echo there is the whole like not nerfing the other movement exotics at the same time. Mainly because every other, I was just doing a quick search through the exotic list for hunters, and every single exotic that increases your movement by that six point two five percent also requires something on a hunter, like Dragon mm-hmm. Shadow. You have to dodge. Like there's just so many of those where a frosty, no you have to exotic. use your ability. Yeah, and then. For every other one, like Transversive Steps or Dune Marchers or Peacekeepers, like the Peacekeepers requires an SMG, but still it's there are all these free ways of movements on the other classes and there is no free movement thing on Hunter. So I don't mind personally like changing the game like that happens all the time. I've 
had it's like going to your favorite restaurant and having them take away your favorite meal you can get this other thing that's very similar has the same sauce on it but not it's not the exact meal you like that's fine we'll adjust as a player but to have them take away just the hunter one and not the other ones when it's a part of the game that's really fun is that movement stuff and that's why everyone is so upset that feels a little strange to not just even the playing field especially on the movement class that everybody thinks of as the movement class hunter whenever every other class has such strong momentum abilities like shoulder charge even with the nerf shoulder charge and uh warlocks uh dodging like faster like everybody can get places faster except for the hunter now i mean you mm-hmm. can like just don't use your dodge but it's more limited than the other classes is my point or it's more, sa- more it's a sacrifice yeah, yeah. um oh man jamira clay <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a reference you'd get because you're <laughs> totally. Well, also, no, I mean, yeah, I don't know how how much you know. I think I've I've been very vocal about this, so you've, I'm sure you've seen it. Because uh, as we were t- talking before the show, it's like we've never really had a conversation out yeah. loud, but we've interacted and yeah. crossed so many times throughout other Destiny stuff. Is like I'm always throwing up all these other things. You're throwing up all these other things of like this is a piece of culture I'm interested in. This is like an opinion I have, and like it is just so perfect that we have all of these little like how do i say it like a moment bomb of like the the minute you get close enough to it it's like this proximity thing that sets off and you realize as it opens up that like oh we're connected in all these other ways all these other pieces like line up in these really nice ways and it's i'm not trying to like call out tony a bunch but whatever like physics puts up i mean his name is ill physics he's like interested in physics and science and astronomy and stuff and it's like he always puts up this content that I love, which is just like stuff about astronomy and uh, which is the good one? Astrology? Astronomy. Astro- astronomy, astronomy is the is good the one. Real stars. Astro- astrology right. is CoStar app, which I pay way too much attention to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like getting getting that stuff is like one of the ways that me and my partner initially connected was they were they taught at uh, college. They taught uh, astronomy and mm-hmm. like space stuff, and that's something that I'm interested in. And like, so we connected over that a little bit and we, we mostly connected over destiny, but it was like, um, it, it's one of those things where it's like, as the moments unfold and you realize like, Oh, like this is great. Like yeah. th- we're connected through this thing and this thing and this <laughs> thing. And it's like, you know, that I find that to be something that I mentioned previously is like, I find that to be a really telling thing about folks in the destiny community mm-hmm. or in any community. The destiny community is just one that I'm like neck deep in right now. Yeah. Same. Right. Is like, there are people who like show you who they are and you can tell and it's like, oh, I'm not going to with them, but like, yeah. then people show you who they are and you're like, Oh, these folks, this <laughs> is the one they're like me. Like, My people. We're the same. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not hard to find them. It, I, I recognize that it's a different sort of level of difficulty for different people, mm-hmm. or divergency and whatnot for like actually connecting with folks, especially online, especially yeah. with like that medium. Um, you were saying for like, you you'd get nervous about starting these sometimes like i don't get nervous about these conversations like at all yeah. i don't get nervous about meeting someone online at all because to me it's like so much of the pressure is just lopped off like a yeah. lot of the in-person stuff like i'm in the middle of like having dealt with this cancer thing also trying to get figured out like what is with my brain yeah what's what's this thing been doing for 42 <laughs> years 41 yeah. years like and it's something that working with guardians mental health and doing stuff especially over the last like three or four years really trying to get into like okay what is my head doing yeah and is it something that other people's heads are doing and then it opened it sort of cracked open wide this understanding of like oh shit other people's brains yeah 
are doing worse. Yeah. Like or, it is making them feel bad yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. And I am like, I'm fighting that tooth and nail and getting past it most of the time. But like some people get through halfway through the fight and they're like, I'm just done. I can't, yeah. I can't get all the way through this. Right. So it's just been, it's been a big thing. That's like really, I think changed my perspective in the way I think about being online and being around people. Mm-hmm. And I, like it's like, I was talking about, I know I'm kind of rambly and we've gone in 15 directions, but like hey, this is perfect. This is fine. The uh, the the LFG server that I I help run is about being cool with those folks so they can have a good time. Yeah, and it's it's also about people who are very sort of neurotypical and spend a lot of time on that server and hang out together anyway. But like, there is a very particular thing that we have tried to do, which is to make it so that pretty much anybody can come there and work through mm-hmm. if they need to in a safe space, like I'm not great with people. I'm being on microphone. I'm not great with call yeah. outs. I'm not great with great with learning this raid. Like I'm when four of you are talking, I'm like, it's buzzing in my head. Right. Yeah. So like, so we, we try to make those work and we try to like use every time that the content fluxes up and like has another group that comes in, has more people, has more activity. We try to use that. Gentlemen, I think, I think so. There's some dinner that needs to be had, uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, did you guys hear my stomach? Yeah, I could, like it's it, it's picking up on the mic, and I don't know if I can edit that out. So, uh, nah, about to be talking more than I am. <laughs> so, I just want to say thank you guys once again for being on. Um, I miss you both. Uh, I'll miss you too. You me know? too. When I like, it was good catching up. Yeah, talking to you guys like once a week for like. Four years, five, like how many <laughs> yeah. years? And Not then, an like, insignificant amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I've missed you guys. So um, do you guys have any final, final thoughts before we like get to like popping out of here? Um, I mean, one absolutely thrilled to be on here with you tonight it's been uh it's been far too long and you're right i mean we we, we were doing a, a basically a sunday show for the better part of four almost five <laughs> years together it's <laughs> a long time yeah man. that's a long time to be working together and um i have missed the conversation i may not i may i may not pine for the days of having to go back and do all the work that was enti- <laughs> entailed with uh, planet destiny but yeah. one thing i absolutely loved was getting together and just chatting with you guys because it net this yeah. part this never felt like a job yeah and uh i know there were a lot of times when we were like oh man sunday's coming around and we got to stop doing what we're doing to go get on a show <laughs> that always what dissipated. is what is there to talk about this week <laughs> yeah yeah like, oh god well how are we going to figure out the news and all of that for me i don't know about you guys but for me that always dissipated about 35 seconds into the actual yeah. call because I just yeah, found myself absolutely. like having so much fun talking to you guys. Like, oh god, it's like just sitting back and hanging out with my friends. That's what the yeah. that's what the podcast was for me. It was never really work. Yeah. It was sitting around hanging out with my friends. <sighs> and every time we finished it, I, th- I I always sat back and thought, man, I'm glad we did that. Yeah. the The only time that ever felt like it was a job was when everything was breaking on OBS, and it was like, <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, everything's breaking. Nim's face is no longer appearing on the screen. Why is that uh, happening? <laughs> disappears. I freeze at yeah. a perfect time. <laughs> yeah, th- those yeah. were the times. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, very this has easy been great. to branch out in conversations with you. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Nim? Any final thoughts? 
on. No, just in general. <laughs> just in general. How are you feeling no, about the stock was, market right now, brother? Right. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Danfinity. You can find me on the Twitter, in the Instagram, and the TikTok at DanfinityGG. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week. Twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians with in-game activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. If you'd like to give a couple bucks a month to help keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for.